Maple Leaf Foods CEO, Michael McCain, decided to put out a tweet the other day. Now, he is hurting from the downed Iranian uh, or the downed plane in Iran, in Iran, like many people are, because one of his uh, colleagues lost his wife and family in that plane crash this week. So he is in a heightened emotional state for sure. Uh, but as CEO of the Maple Leaf Foods, it is odd that a CEO would go on a social media site, the company's social media site, to express himself. He said yesterday, uh, I'm Michael McCain, CEO of Maple Leaf Foods. These are my personal reflections. Very angry. And time isn't making me less angry. Uh, Maple Leaf Food colleague of mine lost his wife and family this week to a needless, irresponsible series of events in Iran. And he goes on to talk about how, you know, the airline is collateral damage of this irresponsible, dangerous, ill-conceived behavior going on in Washington, placing responsibility on Trump's shoulders. And after that happened yesterday, hashtag boycott Maple Leaf Foods was trending. I know stocks dropped. Wanted to find out how odd it is that a CEO would, and he says at the top of his... um his tweet, you know, use social media as, you know, for his own personal reflections. I mean, that seems odd because it's all about brand management and Maple Leaf Foods have been pretty good at brand management up until possibly now. Alyssa Freeman joins the show. She's PR and pop culture media expert that you've heard before and you can hear her on the Oakley show as well on the panels. Welcome to the show, Alyssa. Always happy to have you on. And always happy to be with you, Kelly. So, I mean, I was scratching my head, you know, whether he's right or whether he's wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. This is unprecedented for a CEO to tweet out, you know, his personal political perspective on the company social media feed. You know, well, here's the thing. There's a number of different ways of looking at this. And so you're right. Uh, When you look at best practices, the CEO has an opinion. You don't necessarily do this on the company letterhead. Or in this case, the letterhead is uh, substituted by a tweet. And when I first read it, I thought, you know, first it was a beautifully crafted tweet. So when you do that, the first thing you have to think is of the backlash. What is the downside? Is our share price going to go down? I'm probably going to get a lot of hate. Do I care about that? Do I think that at the end of the day, what I'm saying is above and beyond that, and people will see that there is righteousness and goodness in this? Well, you certainly do hope that. When I read the tweet, and then, of course, I spent some time going through all the reaction, including the hashtag Boycott Maple Leaf Foods. And I have to say that I think that that hashtag was a bit of an overreaction. Um, I'm not sure how much traction it's still getting. Uh, But by and large, I would have to say that the comments were a little bit really 50-50 split down the middle. There was a lot of people saying, thank you, sir, for thinking what I was thinking and, and actually saying it. And there were other people saying, stay in your lane. Now, the thing with CEOs tweeting out their own opinion, really, you know, what's the job of a CEO? Increase the value for the shareholders, you know, make money. However, there has been a trend of late that high-profile CEOs, and I'm talking like the Bill Gates, the Jeff uh, Bezos, et cetera, are tired of sitting back. You know, they are powerful people in their own right and feel that they're not getting the type of answers that they need um, from the politicians that they put into power. So they themselves have been taking it upon themselves to come out with statements that they think accurately reflect an issue, whether or not it's and, you know, they say that. He says, this is what I feel, but you put it on company letterhead. Mm-hmm. Whether it was on company letterhead or not, Kelly, 
he still represents Maple Leaf Foods. So there is a new sort of way of thinking that CEOs aren't just there to make money, but they're also there to spread the common good. So do we, do we as consumers, are we starting to expect more from brands and the people that run these brands more than just a product? You see that already. You know, you see that when a lot of brands came out in favor of LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ uh, issues. Um, you know, when Oreo came out with a multicolored uh, cookie. So, you know, brands have been kind of pushing the envelope and nudging their way into talking about social issues. Because, listen, there's a business reason for doing that, because you feel that you're talking to your customer. And if your customer cares about these issues, then they're more likely to buy your product. You know, there was when Nike came out in favor of uh, Colin Kaepernick, and there was a huge backlash to that. You saw that very day, people burning their Nikes, and some, of course, burning them while they were on their feet. And the share price took a hit that day. And I was asked about that, and I said, this is just temporary. At the end of the day, Nike is going to come out ahead, and they did. Their sales went up, their share price rebounded, and they were left relatively unscathed. I do believe that this is the same thing that's going to happen with Maple Leaf Foods. Of course, your haters are going to get out there first and fast, but that's not usually sustainable. And in this case, I think that Maple Leaf Foods will come out ahead of the game. Does that have anything to do with the fact that, uh, you know, McCain, you know, I think he owns 38% of Maple Leaf Foods? Because it, wouldn't you have to clear this with the board? You know, you hope that that's what they cleared with it. The first thing you can do when you come out with a statement like that, um, it looked like it was clear. First of all, you go through your communications department. Hopefully that's what he did first. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, okay, we're happy with the statement. Let's put it And then your legal takes a look at it to make sure there's no implications. And then you will probably notify your board, but I've never seen it um, a situation where the board has to approve the statement. You probably just talk to the chair of the board to make sure that he or she is online. So at the end of the day, you don't think that this tweet ultimately is going to hurt uh, Maple Leaf Foods and their brand? No, I don't. I mean, you know, whenever you put yourself out there, you put yourself out there. So, of course, there was a portion of those tweets that said, ah, remember, Mike McCain, it was your company that had Listeria and you killed 22 people. And uh, here's what happened with the settlement with all these people. So, you know, that all gets stretched up. And I saw that um, Ezra Levant put out a, a tweet to that effect. So I thought you know, they got out in front of that problem pretty quickly, though, didn't they? I, I think that the general public sees Mike McCain as a stand-up guy who said, okay, I take responsibility. It was our fault, and we're going to make sure that this never happens again. And he developed that reputation publicly as to how people view um, Mike McCain and Maple Leaf Food. So he already had this very solid um, foundation of a stand-up guy uh, reputation. When he did come out with this statement, I don't think it was a a big surprise to people who remembered that time. I want to just uh, turn our attention here to to what happened yesterday. It was called the uh, Summit at at Sandringham. Um, Oh, yes. It happened in England. It was senior members of the royal. What are you talking about, Kelly? I have no idea. (laughs) Senior members of the royal family uh, got together and chatted about whether Harry and Meghan would be cleared to come to Canada. They are going to be splitting their time between Canada and the UK now. And uh, the Queen apparently is entirely supportive of Prince Harry and Meghan. However, she did refer to them not as the Duke and Duchess. 
Uh, that's a big brand. Does Mexit, is that going to hurt the royal family's brand, the fact that they're leaving? Or is this a perfectly timed distraction? Like, did Harry and Meghan, if they always planned, you know what, we don't know if we want to be part of this and, you know, this is not fun for us and we'd like to make our escape. Did they pick the perfect time to try and get out, tying the Queen's hands because of Prince Andrew Andrew's connection to Epstein and the fact that those accusations are still out there that he slept with a 17-year-old girl. And this is a great way to bury that story and put the attention on Harry and Meghan. Gee, Kelly, want to do my job? <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, there's a lot of ways of thinking about this. First of all, I think that the Queen's statement is very telling. I think that it was a very modern statement coming from her. Um, if you've ever watched The Crown, you would see how you know she has grown and had to change uh, throughout the decades. As um, you know, we can't. We started off, and I guess very at times in the monarchy was very revered. And now there's many people who think, well, gee, what are the British taxpayers uh, paying for? So I think that her response was perfectly down the line. I think it was very enlightened of her to do something like that. I think that calling them uh, Harry and Meghan, uh, I think, is a bit of a red herring clue. But, uh, you know, this statement just wasn't prepared and approved by her. I'm sure that Prince William looked at it, that Harry looked at it, that their lawyers looked at it, that Prince Charles looked at it. So, you know, these things are not just put out lightly. That's the first thing. Um, The second thing is when you talk about timing and distraction, you know, those things are just happenstance. That just, the fact that thing with Prince Andrew and Jeffrey Epstein came to light, gave them the perfect platform to start thinking about, we don't like this life, we want to get out of here, so let's start getting the wheels rolling right now. And I think that you can tell by some of the, the footage that's come out of the Lion King opening, where you see Prince Harry, in essence, sort of shilling for his wife and getting her some voiceover work with the president of Disney. So, I, you know, I don't think that they just decided this yesterday. I, I believe that um, this this whole sort of exit from royal duties has been in the works for quite a while now. Maybe so, but don't you think it's the perfect timing for the Queen, too, though? Because this Epstein story uh, connection with Andrew, I don't think it's going away, and I think it's still very much alive. I mean, if this is true and the accusations are true, they're quite damaging to the royal family. And so to have... You know, the ability to kind of, uh, you know, make Harry and Meghan the subject of headlines. It's very convenient for the Queen as well, because she can this story can keep going. Okay, well, now the Queen can take away their, you know, their official titles. And then that's a storyline. And if you have enough storylines that will distract you from that horrible dark storyline that could be, uh, you know, associated with Prince Andrew on the whole, it looks better than the royal family, because if they're the black sheep leaving nothing to see here well there yes there is a long-term distraction storyline that is happening here and it does come at a very very convenient time now uh, you know how long you can actually draw out that storyline well that depends i guess on megan's pr company to be quite honest but uh, you might get a couple months out of it you might get a year out of it and uh, you know but distractions are, are, are temporary, Kelly. They really mm-hmm. are. So, you know, right at this very moment, it's a great distraction. But as allegations continue to happen and as they negotiate how all this is going to uh, pan out with uh, Harry and Meghan, as well as Prince Andrew, you know, the, the Queen has a full plate. So 
you know, she says she wants to have uh, due diligence done and have this all wrapped up in the next few days. That, that's one. And then, of course, there's, you know, let's follow Meghan and Harry on their exploits in the new world. You know, that's two. But depending on what comes out, and I'm sure that the palace has a very good idea of what could potentially come out um, against Prince Andrew. Yes, this does offer you some cover. But, you know, best practices is that it, 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 can't, it can't serve as a cover um, for a long period of time. And right. at some point, you do have to suffer the, lings, the slings and arrows of what you are due. So, yeah, this is a great cover right now. It does give the Queen some credibility and that she's, you know, um, being modern and then she's with the times. But I have to say that the whole Prince Andrew fiasco is still a fiasco that doesn't have a resolution right now. Appreciate your time as always, Alyssa. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, Kelly. Have a great day. Alyssa Freeman is a PR and pop culture media expert. You can hear her on The Oakley Show tonight.